You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. Your ultimate source about the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton are your guides on this culinary adventure. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. Join them as they discuss the latest food news, expert tips, recommendations, and trip planning advice related to Disney food and dining. From quick service to fine dining, you will discover all the best restaurants and food as they hungrily explore the Disney parks. It brings folks together from all walks of life. The Dining at Disney podcast. And now, your host... Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton. It is Dining at Disney Podcast. I'm Kristen. With me is Jay, and we are your ultimate source for all things delicious dining at Disneyland and Disney World. How's your week been, Jay? Uh pretty good. Thank you. Anything exciting going on? Uh, well, I was at Disneyland yesterday, so that was uh, good for the most part, and uh, <laughs> got to try some new things and um, went to uh, some places that, that I had not been to before, surprisingly, and oh, uh, nice. tried some, some new dishes. Yeah, there's uh, a place uh, uh, above the Wine Country Trattoria, and it's called the Terrace. Oh, boy. I'm just trying to think of the name of it. Have you been up there, the terrace? I have, and I can't think okay. of the name. Right, right. And that I was the first time I'd ever been there. Oh, really? Yeah, which is interesting. It was fun. It was cool. I I, I didn't realize, I you know, just kind of randomly through, uh, you know, various Facebook sources and stuff like that, I stumbled on it, and uh, I said, well, hey, you know, give it a shot and see what's up, and, and uh, I was not disappointed. It was great. It was a good time. Did you do one of the wine flights? No, I, I'm not into wine so much. Uh, I'm more into beer. So I just got a couple beers and uh, we had a, my wife and I had a, a family friend and she got a beer as well. She she does like wine to a certain extent, but I, I think that she felt a little intimidated, you know, and, and, and she just didn't want a whole wine flight. She just kind of wanted one beer and, you know, call it good. Yeah, I did the wine flight last time and it's, you know, a small pour, like, two ounces or an ounce and a half something like that of each of them and i did it because they're all you know part of the disney family of wines right so. exactly Some yeah i thought that was really amazing. cool yeah it is it is amazing i took uh, pictures of all you know the entire menu that's how i was fa- that's how fascinated i was with it yeah one of my favorites oh, i can't remember the name of it but i know it was a a laster wine so Okay. I took pictures of the menu. I have it somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, I guess we can go ahead and get started with our appetizers. Uh, We do have quite a bit of news. We also are going to be talking uh, Father's Day and what would you do with your father food-wise. And, uh, of course, we got our tips at the end. So, let's get started and dig right on into some appetizers, Jay. All right. So uh, earlier this month, Bengal Barbecue actually celebrated its 25th anniversary at Disneyland. And I thought that was really cool. I wrote an article on the DunningAtDisney.com website. Uh, it's called Bengal Barbecue Marks a Quarter of a Century at Disneyland. And I basically, I kind of broke down the, the history of Bengal Barbecue, what it used to be previously, and, uh, you, know, what, uh, you know, what the significance is uh, as far as, you know, the, the Disneyland, um, you know, the entire uh, life of Disneyland, you know, and, and uh, its contributions over the years. And the place uh, had 
previously been known as Sunkist, I presume. Uh, they were sponsored by Sunkist, which uh, I'm not sure why they decided to withdraw their sponsorship, but, you know, whatever. Sofers used to sponsor, and Monsanto used to be a sponsor, so, you know, who, who knows? I mean, the, the evolution of, of corporate sponsorship sort of changes all the time at Disneyland. But uh, as Sunkist, I presume, one of the interesting things I noticed that they had was a, a drink called the Jungle Julep. And that was uh, a concoction of uh, fresh-squeezed orange juice, lemonade, and excuse me, um, yeah, right, orange juice, lemonade, uh, and guava nectar, as well as grenadine. So I think they should bring that back. It sounds really cool. I think they should bring it over to uh, DCA. They could add a little bit of rum to it. Sure, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, you know, apparently they also had um, some hot dogs and sandwiches, you know, just probably like just kind of quick service little things that are pre- pre-made items. And then they um, were purported to have some kind of donut that was like special. Uh, it was different, you know, whatever that meant. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, what exactly that was, uh, you know, what it consisted of. But uh, I doing some historical research on it, I really couldn't find anything that delineates, you know, exactly, you know, the, uh, the, what, what made it so special. So anyways, regardless, I mean, it's, it's an interesting history. And um, I also found out that, you know, on the Mark Twain riverboat, they used to serve mint juleps on board. And this was the the location. I know they should bring that back as well. That, that tradition. And, um, yeah, this is the location that they created all the drinks, and then uh, cast members would actually have to take trays of the drink over to the Mark Twain from Sunkist, I presume, uh, which is now Bengal Barbecue. So that's kind of a distance. I mean, if you think about it, you know, going to you know the boarding area where Mark Twain is, and, and you know between there and Bengal Barbecue, you know, and then trying to get around the crowds and stuff like that. So anyhow, um, yeah, that doesn't seem like that would have been very easy to do but right. it been, it'd be cool to drink some mitten juleps on the mark twain oh yeah they used to do uh, live jazz and everything on on the mark twain so it's just a you know See, i, I you think you guys have that cool stuff that we don't have <laughs> stories like that out this way right well you know the thing is is i i i believe nowadays it's just not feasible I, the park you know is so Too crowded now yeah and it just it you know they got to fit in you know Uh, guess wherever they can basically so anyhow it's a shame but you know what's funny is the mark twain is voiced by stephen stanton and Mm -hmm. and i've interviewed him a few times he's a really really nice guy but the first time i was there um and I was was by myself, just walking around the park. I uh, I all of a sudden was like, I hear Steven's voice, and of course it's him voicing Mark Twain. So it's just always funny me every time I walk by by that now, and I hear that voice, I'm like, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So <laughs> always a treat to uh, know, like people. It's funny because people that we revere and sort of put up on a pedestal so to speak you know if every day you know like if bob Gurr were to go to the grocery store i'm not sure if 90 percent of the people would actually recognize him you know they oh yeah like, oh yeah it's just some elder, elderly guy going grocery shopping you know whereas if we saw him i mean just like all fall over ourselves and just like can i get your daughter girl can i get a picture have you, <laughs> you, know? have you met bob yes i have yeah he's really nice yeah he is very nice he's a very uh very he's, sharp too. He's he's extremely sharp, and he's 
I just, there's like in his presence, I kind of felt like, you know, he's like my grandpa, you know what I mean? Like he just, he has that air about him. Like he's just so, so wise, so calm and, you know, knowledgeable. I mean, it's just, it's just, he has a really great personality. Yeah, he does. It. Uh, when I met him, it was actually his 80th birthday, and it was during a uh, D23 had done Sip and Stroll during Food and Wine Festival a few years ago, and it was during that that I got to meet Bob. And yeah, it was. A, he sat around just drinking and having fun with everybody and answering all kinds of questions people had for him. And somebody had asked him about car technology, and he's like, "Oh, that's like five, ten years old. That's nothing new." <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's stuff we're just now hearing about that's, you know, cool to the rest of us. But, you know, being that that was his field, you know. Right, exactly. All that stuff ahead of time. Yeah. And uh, in other news, uh, over, well, we already know Smoke Jumpers Grill had opened up, but I didn't realize that the Imagineers had created this whole backstory to the restaurant. And they released something on the Disney Parks blog uh, providing all this uh, information. And I I won't read the entire thing, but I'll just basically, you know, apparently it was like a a local Sierra Nevada couple. uh, And the the guy was uh, a former World War II pilot and parachutist. And uh, he he created the Bear Paw Basin Smoke Jumpers. And um, I guess his wife had uh, supplied the delicious meals to the men after their long, exhaustive days. So, yeah, it's uh, interesting. I mean, I'm not, you know, I again, I, I just feel that Smoke Jumpers is lacking. They, they really need to bring some barbecue there because they don't really have anything well let's see i'm trying to think i mean they have like certain menu items you know at particular restaurants that are barbecue but you know they don't have like a dedicated barbecue place and that's what they really need uh, at dca yeah i'm surprised that they didn't have things like the the turkey legs and some ribs and baked beans and and that kind of stuff on the menu right Oh, well, it's all good. Uh, anyways, for the uh, the whole story, you just uh, click on the link in the show notes and it'll take you to the Disney, Disney Parks blog and you can read the entire story yourself. Uh, last little bit of news item. It's actually not news per se because uh, it's not a, a new item. Uh, it was introduced last year. It's the uh, passion fruit macaroons. And I noticed that uh, they just brought them back recently and uh, I had one yesterday <laughs> And uh, it's over at the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe, and you can read about the entire story uh, when it was first introduced last year, and uh, and then also posted a picture of what it looks ne- like now. Um, was it my, good? It's it's good, but like the passion fruit is is present, but really it's more nuanced than you know I, I than I would have liked it to have been. You know, I want it. I you know I want that that really pronounced passion fruit flavor you know like when i have the raspberry macaroon because it has fresh raspberries in there it you can actually taste that you know deep raspberry flavor whereas the passion fruit you can tell like yeah they added it to the you know the center cream but really it's not you know there isn't like slices of passion fruit in there which you know i mean it is an expensive fruit but regardless you know been i think it would help it a lot and just like the other macarons, I mean, it's it's pretty sugary. So if you, oh, you, yeah. you get, get get amped up or whatever, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a good uh, treat to get. Yeah, definitely don't want to give that to the kids late at night. <laughs> right. 
So that's about it. Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. They they dropped all those bombs on us earlier for the 60th anniversary, but it, it slowed down just a just a tad at Disneyland. But uh, I know you guys over at Disney World have got a whole bunch of things going on, right? Oh yes, you know it's it's interesting because for a couple weeks it was it was very slow on the uh, food news front, at least for for Disney World, and so like. Recently, when I was on a podcast and we were talking about food news, it was like, I, I have none. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> to talk about. So, um, but I do have plenty today. And one of them is Mickey's Backyard Barbecue, which is located over at uh, Fort Wilderness Resort and Campgrounds. They only operate seasonally because it's outside and picnic style. Uh, the characters come out. You've got like Mickey, Minnie, um, Goofy, um, Chip and Dale. So you've got characters like that that will come out. They dance. There's a live band there as well. So it's a, it's a lot of fun, but it's also really hard to get into during the summer months because, again, only two days a week. Well, this year they've added more days. So now reservations can be made for Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So it's a... Uh, Definitely, if if you're wanting to meet the characters and be able to do more than get like an autograph and a picture with them, this is cool because they come out on the dance floor and you can get get to dance with them. So, how does the the food compare? I mean, I don't know if you've been to this event or not, uh, but I'm just wondering uh, like how it compares to like the Hoopty Doo musical review or whatever. I've been to Hoopty Doo and Hoopty Doo okay. um, seems very similar to. Um, I actually just forgot the name of it. Um, Big Thunder Ranch Thunder Barbecue? Yes. Okay. Uh, very similar style food, but I love Hoop to Do. Okay. The first time I went, uh, you know, I live in the South, but I was not born and raised here. So uh, right. I'm not really into country cooking. And uh, a friend of mine, she was like, I don't know if you'll like it. It's kind of a cheesy show and you might not really like the food. You know, it's pretty country. It, I loved it. Best ribs I've ever had. They just like fell off the bone. The barbecue baked beans there is really good. So, but cool. I, so they just have like chicken and ribs, that kind of thing. Same as Big Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Ribs. Yeah. They just don't like you guys have sausage. We don't ah, have sausage. Okay. All right. So cool. Um, let's see. Other news. The Vivoli Gelateria will be opening soon in downtown Disney, which soon we'll be calling Disney Springs. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. It's based out of Florence. That's where they currently have their location. And this is going to be the first one that they open in the United States. Uh, if you want to visit the original one and you're going to be in Florence, it's actually located near Santa Croce, which is their basilica. It's right on the square. I did not. I somehow missed this when I was uh, when I was there. So like last year, or the year before. So I'm really looking forward to uh, trying this since, I mean, this is going to be, you know, really authentic, which is is nice to get because, yeah, how many people can afford to travel to Italy, especially now that flights are so expensive to go overseas. So this is one of those really nice ways to get to uh, to try a little bit of Italy without having to uh, travel over the big lake. But uh, some of the things you can try here, um, in addition to the gelato. They're also going to have some uh, paninis, biscotti, espresso, espresso, and tarts. And some of the ingredients will be uh, imported 
from Italy. So that's even cooler. It seems to me that uh, this uh, Disney Springs area is becoming sort of like a mini Las Vegas. You know, all these, uh, you know, world-renowned chefs and, and uh, you know, eateries and things like that are, are opening up shop in that, that uh, district there. Oh, my gosh. There's like more and more and more all the time. They're always announcing something. So it's it's amazing to me the number of places that they're coming. And I'm really glad they're finally doing something with Pleasure Island because it's been a wasteland for mm. so long. And to finally have them putting in, you know, nice shops and tons of restaurants. Of course, that just means I have to make trips down more frequently to go eat. But <laughs> <laughs> I've got my whole list of places that I'm going to have to hit as they open up. Like, I'm trying to keep track of all of them. I'm like, oh, wow. But hopefully soon I'll be able to try the gelato in that place. But you're right. Yeah, a lot of, because we got Morimoto's there. The Edison, which is out where you are. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been there? No, I have not. Okay. I was just wondering what it was like. It looks really cool from the photos. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, lots of good stuff going on in uh, downtown Disney. Let's see. Also, I have uh, going on at Four Seasons Resort Orlando, which I'm sure a lot of people don't think of it as being Disney, but it is actually on Disney property. So I consider it to be a Disney restaurant, but they're going to be doing a special dinner and it's going to be taking place Thursday, June 25th at 630 in Plancha. So it's going to be 125 per person. That'll that does include the tax gratuity and the parking. And it's going to feature Markham Vineyards and Brian Del Bondio is uh, the president of that. And he's going to be there for that uh, four course dinner. I haven't been there yet. I've been over the hotel. I've been up to uh, Kappa and had some drinks there, but I haven't been in the um, in that particular restaurant. Hmm. And I have another story that does relate to. Four Seasons, and right now there is a contest going on, and Anna Mitchell, who works for Four Seasons, she's taking part in the contest. It's called Make Mine a Martini. She's created one called Empire of the Sun. It's currently available in the lobby bar, and the contest is going to be for the most creative martini. So uh, what they actually win is really cool. They win a trip to Spain. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So if anybody wants to help her make her way over to uh, Spain, you can go and find Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts on uh, Facebook and you can vote from there. So it's pretty cool. I, uh, you'll be able to also click on the links and stuff like that from the website to, to be able to vote too. And also taking place nearby is at Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek. This coming weekend is Cupcake Lovers Weekend. This, I'm, oh my gosh, I cannot imagine how many calories you would consume at this particular weekend because they're doing what's called the Big Cupcake Reveal. And they're going to, you had to guess how many cupcakes can fit into a seven foot tall cupcake. Wow. They're doing a cupcake bar where you can stop by the lobby's coffee and sweet shop and pick up some cupcakes. They're doing a, for the kids, this is really cool. I'm like, I want to take part in this. It's uh, kids get a chance to decorate their own cupcakes. They're going to be doing a cupcake walk, which is going to be taking place around the pool. They're going to have a cupcake display that their pastry chefs have made. And then guests can also vote on those as well. 
cupcake martinis. There's also going to be savory cupcakes. So a lot of fun going on over at Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek. And again, that's June 19th and the 20th. I know it seems like I'm like going on and on about all these things. And there's so much to talk about. <laughs> I feel like I'm like <laughs> talking no, to myself because yeah, I mean, I'm going news story after news story. <laughs> yeah, well, I was actually uh, going to pop up a, uh, a window here because I had uh, had uh, gotten a, a photo over at the Jolly Holiday uh, Bakery Cafe. They have a display of their anniversary cupcakes. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and um, well, it's actually not the the cupcake, all the cupcakes, but it's uh, the a shot of one that's uh, like a large giant one so let me i'll just put that up on screen real quick but it's you know this thing right here i mean look at that gigantic display so oh my I, gosh. i'm wondering how many how many real cupcakes fit in that sucker <laughs> i bet you could put mini me in there yeah yeah i'm <laughs> telling you it's pretty cool <laughs> so yeah that's a good know. size cupcake yeah it is. you have to be really hungry I do have more sweet talk over in Animal Kingdom. Missouri Sweet Shop is going to be opening soon. Um, actually, it just opened this week. So, um, But it's in the uh, Harambe Market location, which is a new place. It's got like these little uh, shops and places to stop and get food and stuff like that, which I had talked about this. I think it was about a month ago. But they added a sweet shop to it. And there's more than 80 items, uh, both sweet and savory treats there. And they're all inspired by like the, the smells and sounds and, and tastes of, of Africa. One of the sections they have in the shop is the Lion King. And everything is themed around that. So you can get like a Sim- Simba's paw-shaped lollipop, animal crackers. There's um, Rice crispy treats that they're going to have as well as Mickey in their Mickey section. Uh, my favorite thing that, or at least I think this is going to be my favorite thing. It's what I'm most looking forward to is the area that's going to have the the savory stuff. So they've got some spice rubs. There's going to be some gourmet cocoa sets as well as flame tree barbecue sauce. And I'm wondering, it says it's sweet and spicy. So I'm wondering if it's going to be as spicy as the one that they have in the park because you can see the little uh, chili seeds in it. And for a while they had taken it away. And I was hmm. not very happy about that at all. So I was glad when they brought it back because I would just go over there and get onion rings and then dip them in that barbecue sauce. It's so good. Sounds uh, good. And one last thing that I know is gonna is there is the African spice popcorn. And according to the merchandise communications manager for Disney Park, Stephen Miller, he said um, it has a little bit of a hint of cardamom to it. So I think that'll be interesting to try. All of these these food things that they come out with at Disney World are so dangerous for me because I'm like, just more money. I go there and I have to spend on food. <laughs> like, I know, okay. I know you're feeling. <laughs> oh my gosh! And with all the expansions and adding of things lately, I'm like, this is getting out of control with Disney food for me. Like, I'm gonna have to go and stay at somebody's house. <laughs> like, please let me stay here so I can afford food. <laughs> Does it gets really expensive after a while, as you know? Oh, I know, I know. I mean, you could easily like 
spend a hundred dollars on food and, and drink in the park and think nothing of it, you know? Oh yeah, exactly. I, I have no problems with that whatsoever, especially, you know, at some of the higher end restaurants, you know, Carthay circle lounge, you know, the, the appetizers add up real quick, you know, cause I mean, they're not huge plates. So you, you got to get to three of them, you know, when they're, anywhere from 15 to 20 dollars and then you buy some beer along with it and all of a sudden you know your check gets up and you know to to the triple digit range you know so oh yeah easy okay last story that i have is and and this is like brand new taste track it just opened at epcot and it's located near test track in future world they have specialty grilled cheese sandwiches jay you have to tell me which one of these you think sounds the most most interesting they have gruyere and applewood smoked bacon a fontina and tomato basil and then there is a canadian cheddar cheese and apples on cinnamon raisin bread you know they all sound really good uh i i really like the interplay between salty and sweet so i'd probably have to go with the first one which is the gruyere and applewood smoked bacon um that one uh just kind of you got that salty sweet you know the gruyere is, is like one of the a little bit on the sweet side you know and and uh you know got the creaminess and then you got the salt from the bacon and you know that smoke and everything so that would probably be my vote that's exactly what i mentioned in the article <laughs> so uh, that's the one i can't wait to try that's the first one i'm gonna i'm gonna get yeah um, the, the cheddar cheese and apples though sounds pretty good as well it just I, I'm not a huge, I mean, I like raisins and I like cinnamon, you know, but I just, I don't know, a cinnamon raisin bread isn't really my, my first choice when it comes to bread. Uh, I don't know, it just maybe because the, the raisins sort of, uh, you know, the, the texture sort of interferes with the, the pastry itself. I, I don't know. But regardless, I mean, you know, it's still, I mean, it, it's, it's nice that they're, you know, kind of being a little daring with these uh, grilled cheese uh, sandwiches. I'm just hoping they keep them because often at Disney World, they'll try something like this. And then, you know, a few months later, you go back and it's hot dogs, you know, (laughs) (laughs) chicken tenders. So I'm hoping they keep this. Uh, The one nice thing that I like about this is it comes with either a soup or a side salad. So you're not just getting a, you know, a sandwich. And I think this is really cool for adults who, you know, grew up and to them comfort food is a grilled cheese sandwich with a bowl of tomato soup. You know, right. this is kind of like a kicked up version of that. Um, now, for kids, they do have just the traditional grilled cheese sandwich. So that's good. Yeah, because, you know, I was I was not a picky kid, but I had a lot of friends who were. Hmm. I would almost try try anything because i remember when i was maybe like seven years old and i grew up in ohio so you know you don't have a whole lot of you know mexican restaurants or anything like that up there and i remember seeing a taco bell and going i want to go eat there my mom was like i don't think you're gonna like it went to taco bell loved it That was, I was, was one of my favorites. So. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the opposite end. I, I grew up sort of a picky eater. I didn't, I didn't like tomatoes. I didn't like black pepper. I didn't like a lot of things. And then over the years, I just sort of developed, a, you know, a more sophisticated palate. And I'm not sure what the the change was, but I was just like, you know, what? I want to try something, you know, new and and uh, you know, give this a shot and give that a shot. And you know, I, there's certain things I still don't like. 
like and, and whatever i i don't like bell peppers i i you know i i don't like them cooked i don't like them raw i just don't for uh, but you know the the weird thing is i love jalapenos i love serrano peppers i love you know all, all these other chili peppers but when it comes to bell peppers i don't know it's just something about it i mean it doesn't matter if it's red yellow green it you know regardless i it's just something that doesn't appeal to me so eh, whatever i like them uh i like stuffed green peppers okay <laughs> have you have you had stuffed green peppers right i've i tried it i didn't like it it's just because the again it's the bell pepper flavor so but yeah see, no but i'm you know it's not like you know if somebody put a you know put something in front of me with with bell peppers i'd turn it down i just like you know i'm always willing to give it a shot again i if i don't like something i'm still gonna try it and and you know maybe i it won't be um it, you know, I, I may still not like it, but I at least I'll give it a shot. You know, I, there, there's only one thing that I know that I won't try again ever in my life, and I just had it the other day. Is a durian fruit? Oh my gosh! Ugh. What is it? Durian, D U R I A N, durian. You can look it up. Uh, it's it's a fruit. It's out of um, primarily uh, Asia, uh, Southeast Asia, China. You know that kind of thing, and you you have to have a very unique palette to to like it in my opinion i mean you what know we, we all like? grew up in different cultures and stuff like that yeah. but yeah it's um it's you know you, you ever seen the show uh you know um bizarre foods with andrew zimmerman i have and i just i'm i just can't get into his show but then right. well what i again, also know it, that he's sick most of the time from eating that stuff and he you know plays it off cool on tv and then the next day he's got you know, is sick. So right. Well, yeah. One of the things that he he doesn't like either. I mean, that durian is his kryptonite as well. I mean, he says he's willing to try everything, but durian he just won't. But uh, anyways, regardless, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. It's what it's a pretty it, pretty powerful thing. What is its flavor? Uh, it tastes like uh, sweaty gym socks that have been marinating at the bottom of a laundry basket for about two weeks in the hot sun. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Does it smell that bad? It smells horrible. And once you taste it, it, I, you know, and I don't want to get gross here, but I, I kind of had a little, almost a gag reflex and, and just really, yeah, it was, it was really bad. So anyways, but I mean, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dissuade anyone who's, who's a daring eater to, to try it, but uh, yeah, definitely it's, it's not the, the most, appealing uh appealing uh i've then heard of it that's why i was asking you also what it's if it smelled bad because i oh, several years ago I remember seeing something about a fruit that smells yeah, they, really ban, they ban it on yeah they ban it on uh, certain flights uh coming out of asia and stuff like that wow yeah yeah Pretty you bad. might make people sick <laughs> <laughs> So that is all that is all the food news that I have. So I guess it is now time to get on to the main dish, our featured story. I'm going to let you start off. And so what would you do with dad, full day, meals, snacks, what have you at Disneyland? Okay, well... For me, you know, my my father unfortunately passed away, but, uh, you know, if he were alive today, I would take him to Disneyland and uh, take him on on a culinary journey 
where calories do not count because uh, I'm going to make sure that they, he gets the manly man stuff, you know? Okay. Uh, start out the day at Steakhouse 55 and we'll get the New York steak and eggs. Uh, that's a seven ounce Angus steak with two eggs served any style with toaster bagel and uh, their roasted potatoes with peppers and onions. Then for lunch, I will be taking him to Hungry Bear. And I know Hungry Bear is, you know, not the, the most fancy place, but at the same time, they have, well, you know, they have the fried green tomato sandwich, which I think he would have liked, actually. Uh, and if not, then, you know, there's always the Pioneer Chili Cheeseburger, which I definitely know he would like. And that that's the uh, third pound Angus burger with the, the home style chili and cheese. And uh, then they got the uh, the onion ring on top, and and I know for certain that that he would love the onion rings there because I love those onion rings is my favorite. And then uh, for snack in the afternoon, stop over in Fantasyland and grab a turkey leg, and we can just get you know get, get all uh, you know like a like carrying around a club you know and and just feel feel like a you know like medieval times and like we're going there and and uh you know gonna go joust or something you know <laughs> <laughs> so and then uh i think for dinner you know i was i was debating and you know because you know, had full meals uh, you know for breakfast and, and lunch i didn't want to get something too heavy so I, I just i was thinking of a good spot where to get something substantial but also have a great view and, and the best place for me would be the cove bar and uh, my dad didn't drink but you know i you know i have a beer and, and stuff like that and i really love the the lobster nachos and they have other things here they have some sliders and uh, they have the flatbreads and stuff like that but those lobster nachos i mean it's really i mean it's a generous portion of, of nachos and i love that i can get the little serrano peppers uh sliced serrano peppers on the side extra and so that that to me is you know the like the perfect you know it's the perfect spot and you know go during the the you know when it's dusk and everything and see you know the the whole you know water uh, you know across the bay and everything and and uh, looking at Mickey's fun wheel and and you know just the whole lights the the ambiance and everything like that it's just a it's a perfect setting. I like that plan. Yeah, I've been to the Cove Bar a few times. Yeah, yeah, it's a great place. I liked it. That's fun. Um, so let's see. What would I do? Okay, so I'm going to go with starting the day off at Boma, which is over at Disney's um, Animal Kingdom Lodge for breakfast. Because they have this, like, corned beef hash at breakfast that is so good. And then they have a passion fruit, orange, um, or no, I think it's pineapple, pineapple, orange, and guava, I think is what it right, is. Right, pog. Yeah, they, in, in, yeah, in Hawaii, they call it pog. Yeah. Right. That's always good. I like that. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Very refreshing. <laughs> so I definitely have to start off with that. It's buffet, so he'll be good for a few hours before he wants to eat anymore. Then we'd have to go to Epcot because that is the best place to snack all day. And definitely have to do a beer in pretzel in Germany. Let's see. What else would we have to get? Um, hmm. Maybe stop in La Cellier and have some Canadian cheddar cheese soup with one of their, uh, they've got like a, a, a beer and I can't think of the name of it. Um, 
Trace Pistoles, that's it. And it's a, a higher gravity beer. And so we'd have to have that because that's pretty good. And hmm, we'd have to end the day having dinner in Beer Garden. That was his favorite meal the one time that we went as a family. And being German and all, that's uh, definitely has a lot of things on the menu that he likes, like uh, cucumber salad, cabbage salad. There's uh, schnitzel, sausages, you know, sauerbraten, red cabbage, spotzel, all that kind of yummy stuff. And then, of course, you have to end with black forest cake. So, <laughs> and you have to have a big liter beer. There you go. <laughs> and you do the uh, whole the chicken dance thing and have a uh-huh. good time. Oh, it's a restaurant is so much fun. <laughs> Love that place. Oh yeah, October is my favorite time of the year. It's just it's the the perfect month for everything, and I love Oktoberfest food and you know the whole celebration thing and everything. So there's a guy who wheels out a tray of bells, and you just see him go like this with all these bells. He's like crazy how fast he moves and plays these little bells. Yeah, that is actually one of the places we ate when uh, we went to Disney World, and uh, I really enjoyed that. That was that was great fun. Uh, recently, I was talking about that with some friends. They're like, "Oh yeah, we're all about just any place you can get a lot of food. You know, we're more about quantity than quality." I'm like, "Yeah, but Beer Garden, you have <laughs> quality there too. It's not like you're just getting to eat a lot." Yeah, it's right. one of my favorite one of my favorite restaurants. I've probably been there maybe six six times. Probably the second, my second most dined at restaurant, because I think I've gone to Raglan Road about 15 times now. I never miss Raglan Road. <laughs> it's awful. So that would be, that would be my, uh, my plan. That's awesome. Sounds like a great time. I especially like the, uh, the beer garden. <laughs> That's right up my alley. See, my dad drinks, so beer, yeah. he doesn't over drink, but my dad, you know, again, German, you know, grew up having, you know, his parents having like a drink at night or whatever. So my dad has like, you know, for as long as I can remember, my dad's always had like one or two drinks of whatever at night and do that while reading the paper, watching TV. And it's, you know, social thing like it is in many other countries of being more laid back and part of a meal rather than the, hey, let's go to a bar and see how many drinks we can, (laughs) we can shoot, you know? Right, right. Exactly. Cool. Well, happy Father's Day, everyone, and I uh, hope you all have a great, uh, great time and great day with your with your father. And uh, uh, Kristen, I, the, I wish you as well. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? Well, I think we should. I think you guys should write into us. Tell us what your you know, if you're a man, tell us what your perfect day would be for Father's Day. You know, whether it be you know just you and your kids or you and your kids and your wife, what would be your dream foodie day at either Disney world or Disneyland? So I would like to hear that. Yeah, me too. I'm sure there's some good ones that people are going to come up with. Oh yeah, for sure. And those can be emailed at podcast at dining at Disney.com. I have to make sure I put that out there. (laughs) Okay. On to our dessert. And what is your dining tip for Disneyland? I have a dining tip uh, for the people who love sweets. So if you're, you know, you kind of get need need a little sugar fix, and you know, you got the little sweet tooth thing going on, and 
uh, you're at Disney California Adventure, uh, you can go uh, to well, actually, and, and you don't have a lot of money. This is that's sort of like the catch. I mean, you can get sweets anywhere, right? I mean, you can get the the cupcakes and the lollipops and candy and so forth and so on. But if you're on a real strict budget and you're like, oh, I don't want to spend a lot of money, but you know, I I, I do want to have a little something sweet, you can go by the Ghirardelli Soda Fountain and Chocolate Shop. And, you know, the little chocolate waffle cones, uh, you know, the chocolate dip waffle cones that they yeah. put the ice cream in. Well, you just get the, the waffle cone itself with the chocolate dip and they sell it to you for a dollar. I didn't it. know you could just buy the cones. Just the cone only. Yeah. I and never I, thought of that even. Yeah. I, I actually inquired. Um, it, no one has gotten back to me from, from Disneyland yet, but I'm just wondering if that's the same applies to uh, Clarabelle's uh, hand dipped ice cream and uh, the Gibson girl ice cream parlor. But you know, the thing about Gibson girl is like the lines are always just horrendous. So, I mean, if you're going to wait in line, you might as well wait in line for ice cream. You know, you're not going to s- sit there and, you know, spend 20, 30 <laughs> minutes in line just for, for a cone. Uh, but so the, the bonus though, also at Ghirardelli, the fact that when you go into their, their shop, they, they give you a free sample of chocolate. So there you go. You scored an extra bonus. You get a free chocolate and you get a waffle cone for a buck. So it's a good deal. Now, see, that's what I like about the location of your Ghirardelli because at Disney World, it's over in downtown Disney. So you can't, you know, go, oh, I'm going to walk in and get a piece of chocolate. And I'm going to come back later today and get another piece of chocolate. And then I'll come back another time later, you know. <laughs> right. Because right. you could do that. You could come back like every hour and just go through the line. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same with the bakery. You can go through the bakery over and over again and get a piece of bread. Right. But, yeah, we can't do that. I did do that one of the times I was there. I think I went in like three times in one day. They had the little <laughs> caramel ones. Oh, ah, yeah. Those are so good. Those are one of my favorites. So my tip for Disney World is going to be to make sure that you check the dress code before you head to the restaurant. Because some of the restaurants do have dress codes. Um, for example, um the signature dining restaurant. So Flying Fish over at Disney Boardwalk or Jico over at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Those those restaurants have a business casual attire and they have been known to not allow guests in who do not abide by the dress code. Uh, one time I was over at Flying Fish and a guy walked in and he had like a white sleeveless shirt on and shorts and they told him he had to put a dress shirt on and they have in like a closet somewhere white men's shirts that that they made him put on and they actually had him butt in it in order to be able to dine there um, because it's you know their dress code so at least they had something there to tell him here you go put this on these are your options you either wear it and you dine here or you don't wear it and you don't dine here so I do, I do like that though, because when I'm going out to eat and I'm spending, you know, $40 on an entree, I really don't want somebody in like cut off shorts and a tank sitting next to me, you know? Hey, 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 over here at Disneyland Resort, we don't have any dress code. What are you talking about? (laughs) Wait, seriously? None of your, like, Napa Rose? Napa Rose, nope, it doesn't matter. You short shirts, flip-flops, whatever, it doesn't, you know, you just walk in and, and you get served just the same as if you're wearing a, a suit and tie. So, Wow, but, uh, now see, Victoria and Alberts 
has a yeah. dress code. I was actually going to mention that. I, 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 my wife and I did eat at Victoria and Albert's, and uh, I, you know, we we had to dress to the nines for that place. Uh-huh. It was well, fun, though. Considering the price of that per per person, sure, is pricey. You really don't want somebody, you know, sitting next to you that, you know, doesn't want to dress nice. <laughs> see, I like to get now. See, in the parks, it's the dress codes for signature dining doesn't doesn't apply. It's just at the either downtown Disney or the resort hotels because they know you're in the park. You're in there wearing like a tank top and shorts and some flip flops and you've been sweating all day. And now you don't want to, you know, you don't want to have to go and like go back to your hotel and change in order to go to Hollywood Brown Derby. So in those places, there is no, no dress code. So you just have to just park dress code. Yeah. But I do have all of that as far as the dress codes and what places and all that stuff. You can find that uh, underneath our Disney Dining Facts section. There's a place that says Disney Dining Dress Code, and you can just find it there. Cool. Do you have anything else for today? No, no. It's going to be summer, so it's getting getting warmer out there, and and uh, I'm sure we'll have some episode. Maybe next episode or two, we'll maybe talk about some summer treats and and things, and uh, give give uh, our listeners uh, some tips on you know some of the best uh, treats and and eats to to uh, uh, enjoy during the the hot months. That sounds like a plan to me. So yeah, so next time we're going to talk summer we'll even have some like our our dessert section we'll have some uh in general tips for uh, being at the park when it's hot because it's uh definitely hot here where i am and i'm not even in florida yet <laughs> <laughs> i looked at the i looked at the weather um yesterday and it was hotter here than it was in florida I was wow. like, yeah, it said like there feels like the temperature was like 92 and it said Nashville was 99. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not ready for this yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never ready for that. And somebody um, who's out your way uh, was complaining about that it was going to be really hot in a, in a day. And I looked and it's like a high of 85. I'm like, that's not hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're anything above like 80 degrees where we we whine and moan out here in California. So it's just, we're spoiled. You know, what can you say? Oh yeah. Cause you guys have like the most beautiful weather anywhere. Yeah. Like San Diego. I don't think there's a place in the world that has more perfect weather than San Diego. I mean, it's go. so pretty much the same all year long. Whereas we're about to hit a hundred in a day or two here. So, Oh, well, I guess that's what I get for living in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> At least Nashville, I should say. Out, out east, it's actually pretty, it's much nicer out east than it is in middle Tennessee. Right. Well, they got the ocean, right? And that kind of tempers. They have the mountains. Oh. Uh, in Florida? No, I'm talking about Tennessee, east Tennessee. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is like the ocean, though, is kind of acts as sort of a heat sink, you know, is for, you know, during the summer. I mean, Orlando still gets hot. I mean, don't get me wrong, but at least it's in closer proximity to the ocean. The water. Yeah. Right. So. That's what I was trying to explain to, to somebody who was a cast member and had been to um, East Tennessee. And they're like, oh, but the weather's so nice out in Gatlinburg. And I'm like, no, it's not the same. That's the mountains. I'm in a valley. And so it just gets hot and humid. And the past couple of years that I've been in Florida, have taken a vacation in the summer, they have actually been cooler than it's been at home. Because everything just kind of sits here. And like you said, the the breeze, they have a a breeze there. Um, 
Here, there's nothing. It's completely still. You would hmm. have to, you could blow on a leaf to make it move, but nothing moves. It's just gross. So all summer long, we almost always have those little um, warnings. And I'm sure you guys get them because of LA with the smog and that stuff. Don't you have like those air breathing Oh yeah, the, the smog warnings, right? Yeah, the air. They every morning, they, yeah, during the uh, weather reports, they always have an air quality report as well, which you know kind of sucks, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, we always have those in in the summer here, just because of the humidity and the the lack of wind. But yeah, as we get completely off topic now, <laughs> so Jay, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. And why don't you give everybody uh, your information where they can find you? Uh, well, on all the social media accounts, uh, Twitter, Facebook, etc., uh, you can find me at Magical Food Tour, uh, also MagicalFoodTour.com. And if you're interested in listening about the Disneyland Resort specifically, uh, you got to check out me and my boys on the on the Diz Geek podcast, and uh, you can find that DizGeek.com. Uh, and uh, you know, on Twitter, it's at DizGeekPodcast. As far as myself. Uh, you can find Dining at Disney on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. On YouTube, you can find it under The Dining at Disney. Of course, that's where you can watch the live version of the podcast. And if you want to download this, which of course you do, you want to download, you want to subscribe, and you want to give Jay and I five stars because that would be very nice of you to do. Uh, you can find us on iTunes as well. We, of course, love to get feedback. So, you know, you can email us at podcast at diningatdisney.com. You can also give us a call and leave us a voicemail that we can play on the show. And that phone number is 614-992-3237, which is D-A-D-P, of course, for Dining at Disney Podcast. Um, see, what else am I forgetting? I know I'm forgetting something. We be geeks. We are part of the Weeby Geeks Network, um, so make sure you check them out at WeebyGeeks.net. And uh, you can always pick up my book. You can buy stuff on our on our little affiliate links, and that way you can, can help us out here. And, of course, you can find Jay's site there as well. We've got an icon for that and, and special code. So... <laughs> there you go. So, Get your uh, discount codes. Discount yeah. codes. Everyone, discount codes. <laughs> Discounts are always nice. So, oh, yeah. yeah, do that, people. Well, until next time, I'm Kristen with me, is Jay, and bon appetit.